Hello, and welcome to the Vitality Women Leading Audaciously podcast. I am Jennifer Helene, CEO of Purposeful Ventures, devoted to naturally innovative solutions for the realignment of humanity. We believe that stories connect us, dismantling the illusion of separation, causing healing. This interview will be 20 to 30 minutes long, and I look forward to sharing on Common Ground. Hello and welcome to Vitality Women Leading Audaciously. I'm so excited to welcome Stacy Wallace. She is the CEO of Fueled by Fire. Welcome to the show. Oh, it's a joy to be here. This is going to be a good time. <laughs> Stacy, um, tell us about your story and how it led you to create Fueled by Fire with your husband. Well, it's such a amazing story, really. I, I grew up, I've been an entrepreneur since I was just a little girl. Uh, I was a singer, songwriter, traveled with a 21-piece orchestra, thought my career would be in music. And so for many years, I, I sang and traveled. I was also a basketball player, so I was very competitive and uh, was nominated for a new female vocalist of the year when I was younger. And my dad introduced me to entrepreneurialism, saying that, you know, the music industry is powerful and beautiful and wonderful. However, it has its ebb and flow. And so you're going to need something to create a sustainable residual income on top of what you're doing. And so back then he taught me uh, sales and marketing when I was 16 years old and uh, I became a young water filter salesperson. (laughs) And I made a lot of money. I've moved millions of dollars worth of water filters. My first paycheck was $8,976. So I was still just a teenager and young. And I was like, why would I go to college when I'm making this much money? So I jumped into the world of entrepreneurialism. And by the time I was 21 years old, I was at the top uh, as a national marketing director of a corporation, billion dollar corporation. And um, of course, being young, I thought I have it all together. I ended up marrying a rodeo cowboy, being also still a country music singer. And uh, it ended up in seven months, he left me and I went through incredible suicidal depression, feeling like I had won so many things, but I just couldn't win at this area of my life. And that season of suicidal depression and anxiety uh, really is what led me into my spirituality. I ended up going to a big conference and I thought I was going to kill myself at that conference. It was kind of like my deal with God. I'll meet you there. This is where I'm going to kill myself or else you meet me and let me know you're real. And obviously I'm 52 now. So uh, obviously I had an experience. I had an epiphany at that moment in my life where I realized I had five and a half octaves of singing voice, which when I was a baby, I was diagnosed with cystic fibrosis. So I was radically healed as a baby. Uh, My my mom and dad were ministers and I come from a missionary family that just believed in the supernatural. And so they prayed and I went from this horrible diagnosis with unbelievably dysfunctional lungs, a lot of fluid in my lungs. Anybody that understands cystic fibrosis, they know it's it's a very devastating disease. And back then, Uh, There were no therapies for it like we have today. So usually a child died as a toddler and uh, I was radically healed, left the hospital one day, went into a beautiful prayer vigil that they held on my, with, from, with my family from that day forward, I never had another sign of pneumonia, cystic fibrosis, nothing with my lungs, but I had this incredible screech. And so my parents were like, what is going on? 
And it was this, this octave that they had never heard of before. I mean, but it was annoying to them. Right. And they just kept praying going, God, what is going on? Obviously our lungs are clear, but what is that? And so my dad, he had a quartet back in the day and he said, you know what, let's just train that. Let's just develop that. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. I began being taught how to sing. And I had five and a half octaves. So which is like Mariah Carey or Ariana Grande, you know, those high, what yeah. they call the whistle tone, I could sing up there. And so that obviously created a great opportunity for me growing up and singing and being on big stages and ended up on stage with five US presidents and singing at the Olympics and all these amazing things. Mm. But really, what I look back on all that is I just believe God was preparing me to be a voice to nations. Mm -hmm. It was just a process. I was learning how to use what he had given me, but not let the gift become the focal point, uh, which unfortunately requires a lot of humility and usually a lot of life. And so I went through my season of ego leading Uh, wanting things and places and awards and Grammys. And, and I was led by, transaction. If I do this, I get this transaction. Or if I do this, this is the outcome I'm looking for. Mm. And when I went through that suicidal depression, I shifted from being very transactional in my performance mentality, because I was all about performing and being number one and making big sales and having, you know, CDs that were selling, moving from an addiction to approval Mm. and performance into allowing that ego to lay down and really be heart led mm. to where my gift becomes nothing more than a, a bridge to help other people and to get to other people. Amazing. I mean, that is just amazing. And for you listening, how many of us can relate to that of being addicted to approval, not having mm-hmm. boundaries, not knowing how to say no, overgiving as a source of our identity and acceptance and belonging? I mean, I, I think that many of us can relate to that deeply. It's it's incredible because back then, of course, being young, I, I didn't realize what was being created. I didn't realize that one day I would go to create companies into the hundreds of millions and have massive, massive sales teams of hundreds of thousands or impact over 250,000 small businesses. That's today. But to get to today the suffering that was necessary, the trauma that was necessary, the setbacks. I always say, when you have a setback, don't take a step back, but get ready for a comeback. Because sometimes Mm -hmm. God uses setbacks in order to create a setup for you to rethink, reboot, recalibrate, or even reinvent your life. Those setbacks helped me reinvent who Stacey Wallace well, I wasn't a singer. I wasn't a performer. I wasn't a, a successful salesperson. Mm. I was a I was a conduit of heaven on earth. And the more I got out of the way and, and feeling like I had to be recognized or applauded, or even my emotions, you know, going through suicidal depression is a really big deal to get yeah. out of that. There either has to there has to be some type of therapy or there has to be some type yeah. of mm-hmm. intervention. Mm. The intervention I found was I had an absolute huge epiphany with God that he didn't give me talent in order to please me. He gave me talent so that I could utilize that talent in order to make a difference in the marketplace. Yes. And so anything that gets to me, my grandmother, 100 years old, just passed away. We've oh. had our house burned down. We've lost oh. companies. We've raised companies. <laughs> We've had major diagnoses. Um, I've just come out of a major surgery. Anything that gets to me 
I know I am a conduit of heaven on earth. It's meant to get through me as a message to someone else. And so if I don't let it stick Mm -hmm. to me and I keep a, you know, we talk about retraining your brain and neuroplasticity is a big part of what we do inside of our mastery programs is helping people retrain their thought processes, their habits, their core distinctions and modalities that they do every single day that keep them in the rut. When you reprogram that, when you retrain your brain, which God gave you, you then can tap into a much higher level of transcendence and understanding of why you're here, what you're supposed to be doing and what you should be doing, even as small down as today. Yeah. And that podcast. Kind of- That kind of clarity is totally liberating, isn't it? Because all that Mm. indecision and am I doing it right? And is this this the right path? Is this the right job? Is this the right relationship? Mm. I mean, that kind of stuff just drains, you know, us. I mean, I'm I'm saying us because I'm not above it at Mm. all. And I know that you've been there as as well. So, um, you know, really curious about how you can trust your heart. Like, what was that process like for you? Before we get into like some of the how-to with the neuroplasticity mm-hmm. and the mastery program, um, what was it like to to trust your heart? Well, if your heart is jaded, it's very difficult to trust your heart because you know their heart's not right. And if the heart is not right in you, then you will distinctively and instinctively recognize a wrong heart in others. So it's called the filter. And we talk about what filter you look through. It's like rose colored glasses makes the world look pink. But if you can learn how to change your filter, you change your future. If you change your perspective, you will change your life. So for example, recently I went, I'm a big fisher person. So I freshwater fish, I trout fish, I deep sea fish. I I I just put in a seven acre lake because one day I want to have a show called fishing with G mama and I want to bring in influencers onto my lake. So I just, uh, I call it planted, but we just seeded 500 bass um, that, so it's going to be a phenomenal fishing lake. Uh, And I say that just because I'm serious. I'm a really serious fisher person, but recently I went deep sea fishing and I took a couple of our clients. We have platinum clients that um, they are running a major eight figure business and wanting to take it to the next level to nine figures. And so one of our events that we do is we take them away privately uh, to Puerto Vallarta. And one of the things I do is I take them deep sea fishing because there's so much I can teach around the function of fishing and, and, and baiting and, and where you go and knowing the pond you're fishing in. And there's a lot of conversations Well, we go out and that day, one of the clients was sitting in this chair, which means if you're in the chair and you happen to land a big fish, you get to reel the fish in and it's your fish. Um, doesn't matter who paid for the boat. If you're in the chair, it's your fish. So I also do tournament fishing. So uh, he was in the chair and nothing was happening. Like it was like, we were catching these little bait fish, which is good uh, because you need bait fish when you're out in the, you know, 12 hours out from the, the shore, but he wasn't, nothing was happening. I said, I tapped him on the shoulder and I said, Hey, why don't you just let me, let me get in there and let me see if I can call some fish in. Yeah. Right. And he was like, okay, you do your mecca, lecca, high, mecca, high, ho thing. <laughs> so <laughs> I sat down and, and I said, why don't you just go take a nap? Because when you're out on the water like that, you're out there for hours and hours and yeah. a lot of people nap. So yeah. I just sat there and I just said, God, you know, you are the God of the heavens and the earth. And I just began to pray and just really nothing was happening, (laughs) but I just kept feeling love and light and joy. And uh, all of a sudden, and that is the noise you want to hear when you're deep sea fishing. It's Mm. well, my line was going out. Of course they reel in all the other lines. 
I had on a 300 or 400 pound black Marlin and I'm like, Oh, I'm in the chair. So I have to reel because you can't just pass it because you'll lose the Marlin. So I reeled and I reeled and we're seeing this Marlin jumping. It is huge. And we're all like, our adrenaline is high. I'm like, Oh my goodness, this is amazing. And it's jumping and I'm reeling and the captain is backing down, which means he's reversing the boat to get closer. So that doesn't take, cause it usually takes, you know, anywhere from two to four hours to bring a fish like that in. So I'm reeling around and, and girl, I just, I wore out. I, I call it, I reeled out, meaning my arms gave out. I couldn't reel anymore. It was me against this 400 pound or 300. We don't know what it was really pound Marlin. And I, I reeled out. I just didn't have the strength to bring it in. So I hollered for another, uh, for my son, he was on the boat and I said, come get in the chair. So he puts his legs on top of me and now where he's in front of me, he's trying to get in front without losing the fish. So he reels and he reels and he reels and I, I was able to get out. So now he gets to reel on this fish for a little bit and he does. And it feels so good. And the fish is jumping and we're watching. And then all of a sudden we see the fish jump and the bait go the opposite direction. And we were like, no, because the hook came out of his mouth. Right. And in that moment, it's kind of like having some type of massive emotional, psychological letdown. Somebody passes away, you get a diagnosis, uh, you come home and, and you realize your house is on fire, you lose uh, company job. crashes, right? you lose yeah. your job. And suddenly there is a chemical response that goes off in our body. And it was going off in my body. And I just sat there like I was numb. And so for about 30 minutes, admittedly, I went down into the hole and I was like, okay, to my husband, I said, okay, so tell me how big was it again? <laughs> and, <laughs> and, and how long did I reel? And, and did you get it on video? And so as I was reeling down, trying to get emotionally the adrenaline just to come down in my body, I realized I have a choice right now. I can choose to think about what got away or I can stop and ask God why. Because it could have come in just like that. I've caught so many big fish. It could have been one that got in. It could have wowed everybody. And all of a sudden, the captain said, well, that would have taken us about two hours and 45 minutes to bring in. And I saw it immediately. Had I have spent my time reeling that fish in two hours and 45 minutes, we wouldn't have had what happened next. The fastest, most furious fishing day of our lives. Everybody was catching fish like this after that. And had we spent two hours and 45 minutes on one fish, everybody else, it would have been transactional for me, but it wouldn't have been transformational for everybody else. Yeah. And that was and the distinction so, that you asked God to shift. Yeah. Yes. And so, so, so many times we, we get stuck on what just happened. My grandmother just passed away. She was a hundred years old. And, and, you know, immediately when she passed away, I started thinking about where she's at and how lovely it is where she's at and how much better it is to be where she's at because I focused on things above, not on my regrets of what shoulda, coulda, woulda. Oh, she suffered. Oh, I, I wish she didn't have to have all the pain in her body. It's a choice. What we choose to focus our brain on, what we choose to put our perspective on, our perspective will dictate our progress. Mm, we'll either progress towards that. the negative energy yeah. or we'll progress towards whatsoever. Things are good and lovely and of a good report. And that's where the magnetism lies. People want to be magnetically drawn to positive energy. And that's why it's so important to shift. The minute you realize trauma's got you held, shift out of that. Don't sit in that shift out and say, okay, what could God be getting through me 
in or to me in order to get through me so that I can become a light source to other people. Oh, I love it. It's so beautiful. It's such a powerful story. Thank you so much because mm-hmm. the work that you're doing is incredibly powerful. I mean, I can just feel it from all the way mm. over here because <laughs> not transactional, but transformational. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know that everybody listening wants that for their lives. They don't want a transactional life that's empty and doesn't have meaning or purpose. Um, I know for me, the thing that lights me up the most is transformational experiences. Mm-hmm. And these are the the foundation of why I'm here as a vehicle like you to bring heaven mm-hmm. to earth. Um, I just love um, just love the synchronicity of this conversation. I've been writing about a lot of things you've been saying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I've been thinking about well, them, I was on, on Facebook them. recently and I, I, I went and before I go on with any hosts, I always go and I look and see, you know, what are they about? What is their DNA? What, are, what, what do they love? What makes them light up. You asked the question before I came on to Stacey, how can we help promote something about you? And really, that's not why I do these interviews. I'm, I'm blessed beyond measure. I don't feel like I need another platform. I come on these really to serve the host to say, how can I serve you? I, I truly believe the greatest uh, portal to expansion is generosity. It's okay. not what do I get out of it? And so I went on your Facebook and I looked at, you know, you were in Boulder and you were, you were up in the mountains with people. And I was just looking at what lights you up and the <laughs> energy that lights you up and the people that light you up and the movement that lights you up. And the beautiful thing about that, many people don't even know what lights them up. We have something called the sweet spot audit, and it's to help people identify what makes me tick, what, what brings me joy, what, what are my strengths? What is my superpower? What are my weaknesses? My kryptonite? What produces energy? Yeah. I wish everybody who's like 18, 17 could take that audit. It's so important before you decide about your college, before you, young people need that kind of audit so that they're on purpose, not just Mm -hmm. majoring in English because they got an A. I mean, it's just, that's very beautiful. Um, Is that part of one of your programs or is that something that people can, okay. Yeah, well, it's um, I give so I give everything away for free. So we have obviously we have very high ticket programs that start at twenty thousand dollars and go up, but that's because they're high ticket. I don't want people because of money to ever not be able to get the transformational change. And so we do a seven day workshop that I just give away the whole kit and caboodle, everything in there. And anybody that wants to up level into our programs to have a twelve month experience where we are the scaffolding they can do that. But uh, when somebody can go to fbfchallenge.com and you can experience seven days of this type of transformational coaching. And we go through the sweet spot audit. We go through the 1% method. We go through what I call the big boom theory, which is uh, breaking out of mediocrity. It's a complete shifting of your, the way you frame experiences in business, even how you negotiate and in life and in your marriages. Uh, we also do something called the legacy model for people who say, I know I'm supposed to be doing something to make extra money. I just don't know what. I, I feel like I'm, I should be doing, I don't want to get caught in 2020 where I'm in a job and I don't have a second thing. So our legacy model, talks about it's, it's an acronym that talks about how to really get clear about who you are what you're doing and how to monetize uh, a, another part of our program is called how to have a business made for profits and the first thing is monetization 
Mm. Is what you're doing monetizable or is it just a hobby? Right. Because if it's a hobby, it's costing you money. That's but right. if it's a business, you should be monetizing it for profits. And there's a way to do that. But there's some habits that most people have never been taught by their family or their teachers mm. that they end up being one of the masses that be end up being mediocre. Yeah. They end up ha having income, maybe even wealth, but they don't move into legacy or generational income. That's right. And so that's habits that it's the, when you look at the most, the wealthiest people on the planet, it's not the school they went to. It's not the parents they came from. It's not the color of their skin. It's the daily rituals. It's the daily habits that help them shift out of trauma brain. Every single Oprah, you know, think about her background, yeah. think about the abuse, yeah. think about what she came out of. And yet it wasn't luck. It wasn't privilege. It wasn't um, because her family was wealthy. She came out of that because of her perspective shift right. and the habits and rituals she put in place on a daily basis yeah. in order to create a different outcome. Yeah, I love it. Stacey, I want to hear about your habits and rituals that shift you into joy and love and out of fear or worry or any of the other things. What do you do to maintain your vitality? Because that is the source of vitality. Is that mm -hmm. fine with that vibration? I love it because, you know, it's a deep question for me. Anyone that knows me knows I'll go deep there real fast. I wake up every morning <laughs> and I say, good morning, Holy Spirit. What would you have of me today? Yeah. Before I open my eyes, before I stretch, before my feet hit the floor, before I allow the endorphins to start pumping in my body, I lay there and I say, good morning, Holy Spirit, which is God to me. It's mm -hmm. the spirit of God. Good morning, God. What would you have of me today? And then I wait. Usually we wake up and we're looking at our phone or we're looking at our agenda. What do we got to get do? You know, we put on our music. I want to know from the creator of the universe before I do anything every single day of my life, what would you have of me today? And some days he tells me, clear your schedule. I don't ask. I just make sure, okay, something's going to happen today clearly that I need to be available. Some days it's just be light and I can go through the day and there's trauma in someone's life. And I know he's already told me be light. Um, there's some days where he just says rest. And that's tough for somebody who is an achiever or a type A personality. Resting is like saying fast. I know. <laughs> and all of a sudden, totally everything that. you, <laughs> you want to do is, is right in front of you. But that's the first thing I do. The second thing that I do is I immediately put on uh, some uh, playlist for me, it's worship music. That's very meditative. Mm -hmm. And I breathe to it and I allow just myself to breathe in goodness, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, the things that really are the character of God. If you have a good perspective of God, some people have a bad perspective because they blame them for some of the things that have happened right. in their life. Yeah. I happen to have a very light centered perspective of God and that all good things come from him. So I want to tap into that power source. And so I breathe that in. And then um, after those few, of course, I drink my water. Uh, mm. That's the first thing. And then I do my celery juice 30 minutes later, nice. get ready. So there's, there's rituals that I've put in place that set my day early in the morning so that I am centered and clear in thinking. And if there's things that happen, let's say something happened the day before, or one of my kids went cray cray or something, and I wake up and I have that memory that memory doesn't get past this ritual. It doesn't get to ha get past that portal. First and foremost, my minds are, are on things that are above, not on that earthly thing, even though I love my kids, my husband, everything that's in my life, but they are still pleasures of this earth. 
When I am thinking heavenly, I have to think transcendence and what is the character I need to carry in today because it's going to help me address that even differently. Yeah, and that's huge what you're saying. And folks, I just want to take a pause here and repeat that even because that that what you're describing is 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 massive. I think we're in a time where there's a lot of confusion and mm-hmm. righteousness around being identified with the anger or the pain or the frustration. Um, and that that's the the right way to go. And as you said, you keep saying you got to move it through and you do. Mm-hmm. And just because you're in a spirit centric worldview as opposed to a mass centric worldview, um, and that means like not tangibles, right? You're thinking above, as you said, mm-hmm. um, that, you know, you're not shoving it under the carpet, right? Well, that turns into right. cancer and that turns into suppression and that turns into depression and all kinds of things. But what you're talking about is a kind of re- resolve, it sounds like. Mm-hmm. And that's complete. It, it, it's, it? it's a it's a micro distinction that um, most people, because it's so small of a shift, most people will pass over it. But when you are really, when you really believe that heaven wants to flow through you, you know the scripture says Jesus was teaching his disciples how to pray, and and they weren't getting it. It's Matthew five through seven. And so if, if you don't only read one, this one passage out of scripture, read Matthew five to seven, and you'll see Jesus was trying to teach that Jesus came from heaven to earth. This is my belief system. So if you don't believe in this, that's okay. Still take the chew up the meat, spit out the bones. But <laughs> he, he's basically saying to his disciples, there's a king, there's another way of living. It's called the kingdom of God. It's a heaven on earth experience. And here's how you do it. And so verses five, I mean, chapters five through seven, he explains to his disciples, this is the way, right? Those of you who are Star Wars fans, this is the way, (laughs) right? (laughs) So, um, and he Mm -hmm. says this, and one of the things that he says is that they they say, well, why, why is it that you can do these things and we can't do these things? Well, there's there's another realm besides this earth realm, there's a spirit realm. And you've got to understand that some of these things only come through prayer and fasting. So there's some things I'm going to show you how to do. We talk about meditation. We talk about generosity. We talk about prayer. We talk about fasting. They're not just stories out of the Bible. If you just go to church on Sunday mornings, you hear good motivational messages. You'll never get into the depth of the hidden mysteries of scripture, of what he was really teaching to give us a way of becoming a conduit like him of heaven on earth. But he does reveal it in the scripture where he says, this is how you pray. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Now, this is where it gets good. Thy kingdom come, whatever this abundant kingdom is, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven, which means I'm supposed to, on earth, experience abundance, health, wholeness, healing. Not when I die in the sweet by and by. (laughs) He wants us to have that in the dirty here and now. That's right. He does. And so, you know, this is really incredibly transparent. I'm going to tell you, I've not done this on a podcast. So this is going to be like a really big take it or leave it, chew it up or spit it out, judge me or love me. Um, so recently I had one of my good morning Holy Spirit times and I am 52 years old and I live an abundantly healthy life. I, I'm, I have more energy than people are astounded at all the things I have going on, our nonprofit organization, our multiple companies, our, of course, our clients, our partnerships, boards that I serve on. But I woke up one day and I felt like God was showing me something that was in my life because I'm constantly helping our clients break through and prune away 
anything that creates negative energy, anything that creates a sab self-sabotage or hinders their business development. And while I'm doing this on our classes, I keep hearing this thing that I heard in the morning that I was supposed to do in order to purge myself. And honestly, in front of all of our clients, I mean, there's so much of my life. I live an open book. But there was this one thing that has been a trigger in my mind over and over and over again for quite a few months now. And that is early on in my life, 20 years ago, I got breast augmentation and I had an amazing journey with them. I mean, they, I was in that season. It was about my flesh, about wanting to look a certain way. But I got to this place where it became a burden to me. I mean, uh -huh. I kept feeling like something's not quite right. Yeah. I started beginning to see my skin changing and some people call this vitiligo. And I started seeing things in my body. Um, you know, I started having migraines and of course getting close to 50, everybody just said, Oh, it's, it's part of the aging process. I started seeing age spots. They would just say it's a part of the aging process. And yet something inside of me, it was like a, it was like an engine light of a car that was going off. And I felt like, wait a minute. I know I live in divine health. I know my connection with heaven on earth and this is not, something's not right. And so I kept putting it off, putting off. Well, then I went to the gym one day with my 21 year old daughter who is absolutely beautiful and tiny. And we were standing beside each other like, this is ridiculous. These things are huge. <laughs> and my daughter says, well, get them out. And when she said that to me, it was like a light bulb went off and it was as if she was coming into agreement with that voice. The Holy spirit was saying to me mm. that if there's anything that's hindering you, get rid of it. Whether it's addiction, pornography, alcohol, drugs, um, anxiety, depression, don't live another day. If the, if the engine light of your body, your life, your emotion, if that's going off and you know something's not right, don't wait another day, get it done. And so before we came on here, I told you I just came out of surgery. So that's the surgery I just came out of. Oh my gosh. You, the release emotionally, spiritually, physically, and yeah. even how I feel yeah. is astronomically better. Amazing. It, here's the crazy thing. I mean, I know that's probably not something I would ever have said, hey, this is the topic I want to talk about on podcast. <laughs> but, but if, again, if it gets to me, God yeah. means to get a message through me for someone else. That's you might be sitting in depression, anxiety. You might be hurting listening to this podcast right now. And you might be thinking your life is over or going backwards. But what if there's a move you could make and you just said, okay, wh whatever, you, if you say God, or if you say Holy Spirit, or if you say universe or whatever it is, what could I do? What would you have of me? What can I do? What, what move can I make? What play could I do on the chessboard to move me out of checkmate right now? Because there's always a move you can make. And oh, I yes. believe right now, that's what this podcast today is about, is whoever's listening, what move can you make? We call it the 1% progress, a method of micro progress. There's always a little something you can do to get 1% better every single day. That's right. So ask yourself, what can I do? To, maybe in your faith, maybe today, maybe you've never meditated before in your life. Maybe you've never even said, hey, God, it's me. Got something for me. Maybe in the area of family, come home 30 minutes early from work today. Yeah. 1%. Yeah. Say, family, I'm home. I want to have dinner. Maybe yeah. in the area of fitness, instead of watching the news tonight, go for a walk. <laughs> 1% micro progress could change your life forever. Absolutely. Oh, Stacey, that you are just such a, a, a light, a source of light and love and wisdom. Thank you so much. And I, I'm going to take that on for myself 
And I hope that everyone listening is taking that on and that through their light, our light, that we will help um, you know, increase the vibration and mm-hmm. godliness um, and bringing heaven to earth. That is my my wish. Thank you so, yeah. so much. For those of you who can't see her and you're just listening, I mean, she is full of vitality. Would never have guessed that she's over 50. She doesn't look a day over 35. <laughs> she, is, <laughs> she is so vital. Um, and, you know, you can hear it in her voice. You can feel it in her energy. But I just wanted to to let you all know that you can, of course, go to YouTube and see this video um, if you want to see her for yourself firsthand. And in order for us to benefit from this seven day free workshop, mm-hmm. is it like an evergreen or is it a couple times a year? It's or- live. I do it all live. I'm in the room with everybody and I love it. It just it's the giving of the energy feeds me energy. They just go to FBF, which stands for Fuel by Fire, FBF challenge.com they can get registered and uh, get in and it's going to be a good time together that's exciting well thank you so much we're going to put that in the show notes fbf.com and stacy thank you so so much for being here and sharing yourself with us excellent thank you so much Thank you for listening to Vitality Women Leading Audaciously. Please contact me if you're interested in cultivating more vitality at jennifer-helene.com on the contact page. If you know this episode would be of value to your community, please share it on all of your social media channels. Maybe you are a successful working mom who would like to share your story on this podcast. Please visit podcast.jennifer-helene.com backslash podcast-guest to apply. And you might know someone who would be an ideal guest. If so, tag them on social media to let them know about the show and include the hashtag Vitality Women Leading Audaciously. I absolutely love seeing your posts and guest suggestions. We are regularly putting out new episodes and content. To make sure you don't miss any episodes, go ahead and subscribe. Your thumbs up, ratings, and reviews go a long way to help promote the show. It mean a lot to me and my team in getting the word out about how to realign humanity with purpose. Purposeful Ventures is a company that is helping moms succeed in revitalizing their lives, relationships, businesses, and health. Please join a more personal conversation by working directly with me, joining my private Facebook group or one of my programs. This is Jennifer Helene, and thanks for spending your precious time with me.